BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, hello, you guys, and welcome back to the What We Said podcast. If you are new, hello, welcome. And I'm Chelsea. Wait, did I say (laughs) JC? Hey, guys, I'm (laughs) JC. Super excited to have you guys. We're excited for this episode. We've had lots of fun girl talk in New York City. We have. We love girl talk. It's the best. I mean, we love you boys too, but we also love girl talk, so. Sorry. So, bye. <laughs> um, today, we had Katie Bilotti, because I was remembering when she was saying it, it sounded like Pilates. Yes, Bilotti. Bilotti. Katie Bilotti. She is a YouTuber. She's an Instagrammer. She's a creative, and she also works a nine-to-five corporate job at L'Oreal Paris, which is amazing and she lives here in New York City. If you've ever seen the bold type show, that's her. Like she is the bold type, which if you haven't seen the show, we also talk about it in this episode. Anyways, this episode is really different and I really love it. I think this is really relatable for a lot of you guys listening who are working nine to five jobs. We understand that not everybody wants to be an Instagrammer or an influencer or a content creator in that form. Maybe they want to climb the corporate ladder and be a corporate boss babe, you know? So Katie lives the best of both worlds. We get into office life, you know, comparison in the workplace, how to be a good employee, how to get noticed, all of that good stuff. You guys sent in some questions and we answered them and it was really good. And we also get into YouTube and she was recently diagnosed with Lyme disease. So she kind of talks about that journey, what that's been like. And we really talk about getting comfortable in chaos, which we all live in chaos. Let's be real. If you were to see our hotel room right now, you would be horrified. We are truly being comfortable in chaos. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable, actually. This is horrifying. <laughs> yeah, I'm sick, actually. There's literally not room for us to walk. No. There's clothes everywhere. And the hotel room is very, very small. So, you know, we're living the real New York life. Yeah. Um. Also wanted to mention that Katie has her own podcast called Thick and Thin. And it's really good. She kind of, it's almost like a personal journal for her where she just talks into it. She doesn't really cut much out. So it's really like raw, which I think is cool. Yeah. And she's very well-spoken. She's a very good storyteller. Mm-hmm. So let's get right into it. You guys are going to love her. Welcome, Katie. All right. We're here with Katie. Katie, tell us a little bit about yourself. This is so exciting, Where did you grow guys. up? <laughs> <laughs> well, so I'm Katie Bilotti. I grew up in Maryland, but now I'm here in good old New York City. Nice. And I mean, my story is long and winded, but essentially I've just always wanted to be here. So I'm here. Yeah. That's like what kind of kid version. were you? What kind of kid was I? Yeah. 
Oh gosh. I was, well, I was bullied from a very young age to start things off heavy, you know? Yeah. Um, because I was very, I mean, everyone's like, oh, I was different, but like I was different. I carried this chunky video camera around with me everywhere and filmed like everything that happened. My parents like thought I was uh, crazy. I would like document and I would like archive them and save them. Oh and like, my gosh. that's, yeah. Yeah. That's like where my story begins. And it actually is so like it, to a T just describes who I am. Yeah. So I guess I was kind of, I was very curious. I was very adventurous, but I was also like just a total nerd as a kid, to be honest. You mean you got bullied like at school for doing, oh, you yeah. would bring your camera oh, to school? Oh, uh, well, as, as far as I could get. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was mostly just like, you're I mean, recording your teacher. Yeah. She's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Under, under the desk, of course, before phones, you know, were a thing. I'm crying. Um, before my Razor phone, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it didn't have the best quality. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of where I began. Dang. So wow. when did you move to New York? So I moved to New York a, a year ago, almost a year, two, oh. a year and like three months ago. And how are you liking it? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. It's like chaotic. And I mean, it's definitely, I, I mean, I, I remember just coming here for so many different things, trips, et cetera, and being like just so like just in love with the magic of it and how creative I feel here mm-hmm. and living here. Like, let me tell you, it's definitely… Show, it shed a new light on New York because yes, I do feel very creative and inspired here, but it also, it's just, it's a city with so many layers. Like you, and you also expect people to be so mean and you know, whatever. And people are much nicer than you'd think, but also it's just like every day is literally something brand new. Like you see something new that you didn't see yesterday, which yeah. I think is what drew me to it here. I, I love, love New that. York. <laughs> new York is, it is truly magical. magical. And we were talking it about is. that today. We're like, there is it sounds cliche, but there really is an energy that you cannot describe here. And I feel it every time I come. I, But it's indescribable. It's just so yeah. magical. You can like yeah. reach out and grab it. It's like just so yeah. like that. It's funny. We were walking back to our hotel and I saw the scene. It was like, they're recording Clifford the Big Red Dog in your neighborhood tomorrow. Like these streets will be closed. And I was like, Clifford yeah, the no. Big Red Dog. Yep. When you said something new every day, that's what my mind went to. I'm no, like, literally. Yep, they're recording you see a new movie here. Some sort of production. Like every, mm-hmm. like some days, like when I'm going to work, I'm like, a, a road's going to be closed because. Okay, of wait, the that's production. so true because there are so <laughs> many shows yeah. in New York. Yeah, that are okay. like live, like Speaking currently of shows, filming. You talked about um, the, what's the, the bold type on yes. one of your YouTube yes. videos. And I love that show. I told Jay she needs to watch it. But you, you definitely remind me of that show. Like you are the bold oh, type. Oh, my. Okay, so that show. I so I watched that. I mean, it's kind of like has a few seasons now. So when it first like started, I wasn't living in New York. I was in North Carolina at college, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is like priming me, getting me ready for New York." And then I like stopped watching it, and then started watching it, and then people kept saying that they were that I remind them now in my like current life in New York mm-hmm. of like characters in the bold type, and it is the biggest compliment. You literally do. Those girls are like girl bosses. I know they're characters, but yeah. still, <laughs> a lot of. I mean, to be honest, the reason why I love the show is it's so real mm-hmm. like everything that they experience is so spot on to be honest like it's not one of those like it's not yeah, really you're like living gossip it. girl you know yes but it's, it's really real yeah, yeah. oh yeah. show but it's, it's not a re- it. but it's not a reality show it's no. like a show oh no yeah, it's, it's like a it's show. a show okay you would I'm love it. it it's so good yeah you would love it it's okay, so watch good it. guys is my mic on yeah it's on okay i'm scared I don't know, you're the only one with the headphones i'm getting paranoid okay well what does your day-to-day look like now Oh gosh. So as you guys, as we, you said, you know, I'm a nine to five girl. So I have, I do the influencing, the podcasting, the YouTubing and everything, but that's more of like, I don't want to say it's a side project. I would say it's kind of both the same. Like, although I spend nine to five or 
8.30 to 6 at the office. Like I'm constantly thinking about my other stuff and I do that when I get home. So basically from like start to finish, I wake up at like uh, roughly six o'clock or so because I go to the gym or I try to do some sort of like, I need time in the morning to just like, I don't know, get myself in the, yes, just be like, you know, either like, I don't like meditate or anything of that nature, but you know, either working out or just like kind of getting my day started early. I'm not like sitting at my desk. Like I just woke up 30 minutes ago and I can't function. So that's just, that's me. Um, then I go to the office around 8.30 and I work at L'Oreal here in the city. So I work at Hudson Yards. I hop on the subway. I like, you know, I, I somehow get myself out the door and I do my makeup at my desk like nine times out of 10, you know? And yeah. then, yeah, I do that. And then I come home and do everything else that I do. Sometimes I just unplug and watch a show or I'll just, you know, head into like podcasting, making a video, you know, answering emails, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's You're just, a busy gal. I'm really busy. And I like, I when I say these things, I'm like, oh, it's so cliche, like a busy girl in New York. But like every, the, the energy here inspires you to be constantly busy. Mm-hmm. It really does. Yeah. It really does. Which can be a good thing and a bad thing because then it makes you feel like you need to be doing something. Like if I'm like sleeping in on a Sunday, I feel guilty sometimes, but… Mm-hmm. For the most part, it's a good energy. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good way to describe it. How you kind of always feel like you need to be doing stuff. Yeah. How many YouTube videos, like, do you have schedules for all of your things? Like YouTube and podcasting, do you have like, oh, I upload this much a week or whatever? Yeah. I try. In a perfect world, I would upload a podcast and a YouTube video every week. But sometimes it just, it honestly just depends on my creative like stream and like honestly how exhausted I am after work some days. Cause obviously my primary focus right now is working at L'Oreal and I, I absolutely freaking love my job, but sometimes it means like YouTube and podcasting takes a back burner, which I'm okay with because a lot of what I do during the day inspires my podcasting and my videos and stuff. And it, it makes me, it kind of keeps me grounded in a sense, but I definitely Posted a lot more YouTube videos when I was in college or college and high school. Right. Um, but now, I mean, it's definitely not more of like not as big of a focus as, you know, as everything else. But I'm like trying so hard to like keep up with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's one of those things. So what made you want to go to college and, you know, have a nine to five job if you were already doing mm-hmm. YouTube at that point, right? Mm-hmm. So you kind of could have continued on that path. Oh, yeah. So what made you want to do that? Yeah. I mean, so honestly, if I'm being like totally transparent, at first, just going to college seemed like what I was supposed to do. And my parents, you know, they didn't pressure me by any means. I was the first to the oldest child. So of course it was like, oh, like you're going to, you know, take the SAT and apply to college, right? Like that's what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I did do. And it was one of these things where I was like the summer before, like fighting with my parents relentlessly being like, I don't want to do this. I want to just keep doing YouTube. Because at the time it was like, it was, you know, 2000 and whatever, 14 or so when I was going to college. So it was like a time where YouTube wasn't like exactly a full-time career or like influencing wasn't even mm-hmm. a word at the time. And my, my, you know, people around me, my parents were like, well, you know, is that sustainable? Is that something you can actually do for a career? Like you should get you know, a degree because at the end of the day, like if, if all else fails, you have a degree and like whatever. And that was kind of the the culture I lived in, in Maryland, you know, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So, I mean, not the middle of nowhere, but like when I talk <laughs> yeah. to my friends, everyone's yeah. all, you know, from like Boston, I'm like, I'm from Maryland. Yeah. 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 But anyway, so yeah. So at first it was more one of those sort of things. And so I like kind of dragged my feet, went to college, but was still like in my dorm filming videos, like not socializing with people. Cause I'm like, I'm filming my videos. Like this is what I'm like doing when I'm here. Like I'm doing school, but like YouTube is my focus. And then slowly but surely over time, I realized that a lot of what I was doing in college was 
not only like bettering me as a person and kind of just teaching me that I wasn't all that. Like I remember going to class and being like, so I was taking communications classes and I'm like, I know everything. I've been making videos since I was 14. I'm a genius. And then my (laughs) teachers like slowly showed me like, no, you're not. Like sit down. You don't know what you're doing. So I learned a lot. Then also it inspired a lot of my content. Like a lot of the videos I was making and I was quite literally broadcasting like the the lowest of lows I was experiencing in college. And people were like, this is helping me so much. So I'm like, I got to stick it out. I got to graduate, you know? So yeah, you kind of have to like go through it in order to help other people go through it. You can't just be like, you guys in college is what you do if you've never been. Exactly. Exactly. No, I really like that. And we do interview a lot of influencers on our podcast. And so I think it's cool that you can speak to that, but that you can also speak to having a nine to five job. Um, so I want to talk about, we want to talk firstly, firstly, is that a word? I don't know. About, definitely definitely (laughs) about your corporate job. Mm -hmm. We actually talked, we chatted earlier that I've actually never had a nine to five job, which is kind of scary. Honestly, I'm like, I need that. I feel like I need that experience at some point in my life. Hasn't happened yet. So I'm pretty uh, ignorant, Mm -hmm. I guess. So what are your responsibilities at work? Like, what is your job description? What do you do? Yeah. What do I do? Whoa, that's a huge question. (laughs) So I started at L'Oreal a year. So ever since I've been been in the city, I've been at L'Oreal. So it was one of those things where I was an influencer for L'Oreal, like working with them as as a company. And then I grew really, really close with this group of girls that worked there um, that were in the social and digital department. And at the time in college, like I really did not know, like when I was a sophomore, junior, I had no freaking clue what I wanted to do, but I knew that I loved, you know, social media and making videos. And I was like, at at the time I was like, is this even a career? Like, can I do this at a bigger scale? And sure enough, you can. So I met these girls at L'Oreal and then, you know, we stayed in touch and essentially they were like, Katie, we really want you to work for us, like come and work for us. Like this, you know, we need guidance as a brand. Like we think that you've really good vision and, you know, we really got along. So sure enough, that's what I did. And I, you know, was getting nearer, nearer and nearer to like graduation. And, um, you know, one of the directors was like, give me a call, you know, when you graduate and we'll just chat it out and see if something, something is available. And sure enough, like something was available and I took it and I came to New York a week later. It was like a huge, like very Dang. quick, quick process. And I know that's not the usual way people get jobs. And right. yeah. well, I, I hate, I love it. It's like such a blessing, but also it's difficult because I try to be like, here's how you get a job. But like my, my path was not at all conventional. Yeah. Although I do like to say that it's something that my parents didn't get me, which I feel like a lot of times people's parents, you know, set them up with jobs and mm-hmm. stuff. But like I, made my YouTube channel on my own merit and, you know, yeah. got there, which I do like applaud myself for. And anyone can do that. But anyway, so. Well, and not even yeah. with a YouTube channel. It's like. With anything. With anything. You can yeah. meet somebody yeah. like on the subway and be like, hey, chatting. And then they're like, oh, I have this no. job. And you're like, oh, yes. I'm good at that. The number, I, I say the two things you got to do is just be creating, making things always. In the creative space, no matter what it is, even if it's not something conventional, even if it's just drawing or something that you know, you might not think will get you a job, you'd be really freaking surprised. Like we hire people at L'Oreal that make textures for a living, that literally smear makeup on a palette. We'll pay them upwards of $1,500 for a day to just, you know, create art with with makeup. Yeah. So that's a um, job that now. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. I know, right? I'm like, like, I'm like, how do I learn yeah. how to do this? Exactly. So it's, you know, d- exactly. Just always be creating things like that's number one and always be nice just, you know, don't think you're above anyone because you're not. Yeah. Everyone's on their own personal journey to, you know, figuring out themselves and being kind. So just have empathy always. 
And like, that's how I got my job at the end of the day, you yeah. know? And so what I do at L'Oreal um, now, actually, so funny enough, the team that initially hired me um, is no longer with the company. So I'm kind of, you know, spearheading the, yeah. <laughs> the social digital on my own um, with a couple other people that are newer as well. So it's kind of, it's taking a whole new shape now. Um, so I do social and digital. I just got promoted actually like three weeks ago, which is exciting. So Congrats. Yes, exciting. thank you. So I'm now assistant manager of social and digital for L'Oreal Paris. So what that means is I'll do, oh my gosh, the thunder. I know, the lightning and thunder is crazy right now. <gasps> this weather, I, I swear, New York just knows how to put on a show. Like yeah. it doesn't just rain, it like pours. Yeah. And there's just like, yeah. It's a light show outside. No, it's, it's crazy. And from my office, I was telling you guys earlier, like I work in this really beautiful, like all glass building um, in Hudson Yards. And the lightning, like from there is just borderline terrifying because it just cuts um, through yeah. the building. <laughs> okay, first of all, this is so unrelated to that. But when you're up in that building and like it's windy, do you like sway? <laughs> You know? See, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, luckily, or else I would not work there. Yeah. Because I'm like afraid of heights. Because I'm I, like, how <laughs> How do they build those things? I like, see that's the thing. I'm like, my, you know, people say their job is tough. Architects and people that build these, like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I can't imagine. me. That takes so much intelligence that I will never be able to comprehend. No, no, no. Exactly. Oh my gosh. And yeah. also they go up like decently fast in comparison to what you think it would take. It, yeah. Like buildings no. like this. Especially like, there's a lot um, of pressure to like put up buildings fast. And yeah. Hudson Yards shot up out of freaking nowhere. It's the best place to visit though. If you're ever coming to the city, there's like so much. The mall is the best and worst thing for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my gosh. You guys should know by now that Chelsea and I are major foodies. We are working with Thrive Market and we are super excited to introduce this brand to you guys because we know you're going to be obsessed too. Thrive Market is an online marketplace on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. They offer the highest quality, healthy, and sustainable products available for every budget, lifestyle, and geography. And I think this is super special because I have friends who live in places they're like, JC, you're so lucky you live in LA because there's so many healthy grocery stores around you. Like, we just have the generic ones. We have no, you know, those just special healthy products. That's why Thrive Market is extra awesome because you can get that even if you don't live near a healthy grocery store and you can get it delivered right to your door. So shopping at Thrive Market means supporting a select group of brands that make the world a better place. They sell non-GMO food, snacks, vitamins, supplements, kitchen stuff, home goods, baby products, so much more. And you can easily filter through their products too by the values that mean the most to you. So whether you are paleo, vegan, gluten-free, you can shop for 90 plus different values. And it's literally in one click of a button. So you don't have to read the labels. And basically Thrive Market just does all the homework for you. I'm not a huge fan of grocery shopping. Sometimes I just feel like I'm wasting my time. And this is super time effective because you just hop on your computer and you start searching for products. And it's kind of nice because sometimes when you search for something, there will be like three to four options for each product. And I personally like that there's not a million different options to choose from because you know that you're getting the best. Also, the extra bonus with Thrive Market is that you get organic foods and all these natural products at 25 to 50% lower than retail price. 
and it'll start showing you your lifelong savings and you will really start to think about how much money you are saving when you are shopping on Thrive Market and how far a dollar or two per item can really go. So a lot of you guys probably have on your to-do list this week to go grocery shopping. So why not give Thrive Market a try instead and shop from home? Our listeners can get 25% off your first order plus a 30-day free trial when you go to our link thrivemarket.com slash what we said. Again, that is thrivemarket.com slash what we said for 25% off your order plus the 30-day free trial. Check it out. You guys will love it. Okay, wait. So continuing on what you do. Oh, right, right, right. So <laughs> we got interrupted by uh, the thunderstorm. No, it was it was a very powerful introduction. <laughs> yeah. Um, so at L'Oreal, what I do, so as I said, social and digital is my like craft. So I do everything from just planning. So we'll have basically, so L'Oreal Paris, which what sets us apart from other brands is we have beauty, we have hair, we have skin. So we have all things. So I basically run beauty. Cosmetics is what we also call it. Um, social and digital. So I I do all the campaigns. So every new product we have, we're currently planning 2020 at the moment. So we're already like halfway, almost at the end of 2020. Like we're mm-hmm. planning the campaigns, like shooting Halloween crazy. for next year. Like it's, it's craziness. I know. You always, I never expected it to be so, you know, fast paced mm-hmm. in that sense. But like, if you're not first or last, so you kind of have to like get ahead. Yeah. But anyway, so I do a lot of strategy for just helping us plan like you know, what type of looks we're going to go for with certain products and just figuring out how to best market products. So like, which influencers are we going to work with or like what kind of campaign? Like we, we obviously like every single, you know, because I work with marketing. So all the marketing teams that create the products, they quite literally create them. And I have had a, a hand in helping with like the packaging design and like what products are called and the names of things. It's like um, that's very so cool. cool. It's like naming nail polishes, you know, like you always yeah. wonder who's doing that. Like I'm helping with that yeah. for cosmetics, which is very cool. So whenever I walk into CVS and I see L'Oreal Paris, I'm like, hey, that's me. Oh and my I, yeah, gosh. yeah. And I do a lot of the shooting. So I what I do is like, it's so big. It's like hard to even just put into one thing because I've done a lot. Also, why I got promoted is because I've been doing a lot more than I thought I was going to do and what they thought I was going to do. So now I've even tackled shooting. So I'll do a lot. And I don't have extreme like photography experience like you, but you know, I've gotten behind the camera and I've shot some, some like um, macros. I can't really describe exactly that will actually be in store, like on displays. That's so cool. And on advertising in yeah. magazines. I'm like, I took that picture. Yeah. It's very cool. So that I do a lot of really cool. At the end, like, you know, just kind of in a nutshell, I do all the creative stuff in some way, shape, yeah. or form. That's which is so really awesome. fun. Like yeah. people always ask me, they're like, why, if you can just do influencing and whatever, why do you have a nine to five? And I say, because I literally walk into that building and I'm like, I am so excited to make things today. Yeah. And I'm like, I have a voice. I sit at the table and people ask me, Katie, what do you think about this? Or they'll like pull me into sp- like specific brainstorming sessions because they know I have good ideas. And I'm like, yeah. I, that is when you know you like your job, when you feel like you walk in and you're powerful and you you know. Yeah, you have yeah, a say and you have exactly. a voice. Well, it sounds yeah. like you got this on lock. So we're going to ask <laughs> you some questions about, because we have a lot of girls who listen, like we said, who are like um, working in nine to five yeah. and like want to be, they don't really want to go the other way. They want to be like a corporate, you know, boss babe and, you know, climb the ladder. Yeah. So we have some questions from them that they asked, but also we have some questions. So I've heard you say before that you're like one of the younger people there. Yes. So yep. how do you deal with like, you say you have a voice. And so like, how do you deal with mm-hmm. like maybe feeling 
like you're like under experienced or underqualified, even if that's not the truth. Like right. having that feeling, no, how you do you always, deal with that? You always feel like that and you have this imposter syndrome. You feel like you're not supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is a lot of people go like are involved in a hiring process. So if you were hired, that Imposter means- wait, hold on. I'm thinking imposter syndrome. That is so funny. And no, it's like kind that of true. Is, that is I it. feel like I have you imposter feel like syndrome an imposter. Here. But the thing is, it's like everyone feels like that and you you got to know that's normal but like i said like in the hiring process so many people have you know you think that it's like three people like there's so many people that are consulted when someone is hired so like mm-hmm. people believe in you like these people would not have hired you there's a million other fish in the sea like you yeah. you deserve this place and also you have to know that you know myself like being in a, a space where there's so many older people like i'm the youngest by probably 6 five or six years on my floor mm-hmm. where I sit. So it's very daunting. And I feel like when I'm sitting in a meeting, I feel like everyone's so, so much smarter than me. And yes, they could be smarter than me, but also I have something that they don't, which is, you know, youth or I'm sitting mm-hmm. in this age right here, right now. And like, I have, just because they're older doesn't mean that they're better. You know what I mean? Like, yes, they might be smarter, but they're, you know, I'm smarter in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so it. You have different yeah. strengths. You have to know that. And also you have to know that like you will get to their point someday if you want to. And it's all about just, I mean, just know know your place, but also like don't be afraid to speak up. That's mm-hmm. the reason why I got promoted. I would not have gotten promoted if I just sat there silently, even if I created the best graphics in the entire freaking world. Yeah. You know, sitting there and saying the things that people are afraid to say, you know, you're not going to get fired for having big ideas. Yeah. If a company fires you for having big ideas, like, no. Then good riddance. No, yeah. like, go to YouTube, make a video about it exposing them. Because <laughs> that is, that is so dumb. Yeah, yeah. It's seriously. dumb for them. Like, yeah. why would they do that? Yeah, the worst, worst case scenario is they're going to say no. You yeah. know, they're going to be like, eh, no, that's not a good idea. Yeah. It's like, okay, then you're not going to you die. Gotta, you got to be okay with that too. Because, yeah. you know, criticism is so hard. Like, it's yes. so hard dealing with that. I made a whole episode on that on my podcast. Like, yeah. and the ways I deal with it. But it's it's honestly the, the type of thing where you just when you do it a ton, you get used to it. Yeah, yeah, and you people get, always like, want to say something with it. Yeah, yeah. being yeah. uncomfortable. Well, we yeah. just had um, Tezza on the podcast, and she said something that like I really stuck with me. And she was like, "Feel the fear, but do it anyways." Mm-hmm. And so it's mm-hmm. like even if you're scared to speak up and like maybe like, "Hey, I have an idea," like, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, everyone's gonna think I'm so dumb for saying this," then you say it, and it's like, oh. Okay, I didn't die from that. Like, not everybody yeah. hates me. I didn't get fired. Maybe they said, like, eh, maybe not this time. Maybe next time. But, like, thanks for the idea. It's like, oh, okay. I'm glad I did it. Exactly. Even though I said it with a shaky voice. Or, you know <laughs> what I mean? At least you still said it. Yeah, at least you said it. Yeah. At least you got it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what is your best advice for someone for standing out in the workplace? hmm To maybe get that promotion that you want. Or whatever, yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah. So, standing out in the workplace… I also have advice on like how to stand out when you're like coming into the workplace, like how to get hired. But when you're already in the workplace, you know, speaking up, number one, also just kind of, I mean, obviously this goes without saying, but like just going above and beyond. So like if you're asked to do something, you know, do it, but then do it in like, you know, I I always do it like one way and then I'll do it like a way that I think is like kind of out of the box and crazy and they might hate it. But like at least, you know, I tried something that's a little bit different than what we always do. Because I feel like at a big brand like L'Oreal, we're the biggest beauty brand in the world. A lot of times we we get kind of stuck on doing the same things that we've done because we know it works. But that's mm-hmm. not how you grow and that's not how you excite, especially with like all these new indie brands that are out there like Kylie and Fenty. And, you know, they're all doing crazy things and having all these really amazing spokespeople. And we're kind of doing a 
very classic tried and true. And I'm like, guys, what if we do it this way? And you'd be surprised like how well received it is, especially by upper management people that are like, have been here for 15, 20 years, maybe more. Yeah. It's just like, do something, you know, the way that you're supposed to and like do what you're, you're told, but then also like do it a whole different way. And just, you'll, you'll be amazed at how people react. So, yeah. People are probably that more definitely receptive sets you apart. than you'd think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, okay. Another, another thing that a ton of people asked for advice on, um, was how to stay healthy when you're sitting at a desk all day. Like what snacks you can mm. bring or just like how… It's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> it is especially, really hard. No, especially when you have the coworkers I have, we all love snacks. And we, oh my gosh. It's and everyone so, brings in treats and they'll yeah. like cater lunch. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, so luckily I do work at a company where we don't have like snack carts coming around. Like there's some companies that like in tech, especially where there's just snacks everywhere. We don't have that. I think it's on purpose, honestly, but we do have a cafe that's like right above and like Starbucks, like everything that you could possibly want is like right there. I usually, I mean, since I work out in the mornings, it honestly inspires me to be more healthy during the day. Obviously I do slip up because like when you're sitting at a desk all day, you're like, the one thing that can get me through, I mean, it's like a slower day, is a snack. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, honestly, just bringing your own lunch too really helps or bringing your own snacks. Like people will meal prep. A lot of people in my office have little like containers that they bring and like their cute little lunchbox and like they'll have like specially, you know, rationed snacks for the day. Right. But honestly, I mean, I have pretty good self-control when I'm at work. It's honestly when I come home that I don't have any self-control okay, at all. Yeah. It's like when you come home from school and you're just like a vacuum. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I did so well today. Let me just eat everything out mm-hmm. in the fridge. Like, yeah. yeah. So That probably would be hard, actually. Yeah. Well, and I think yeah. with that is maybe sometimes… Well, this is something I tell my health clients a lot is like, you can bring snacks throughout the day, but like be realistic. So they'll be like, well, I did bring a snack. I brought like a couple carrots, but then I ate those before 9 a.m. And it's like, then they like go and get something because they're starving. And it's yeah. like, you don't want to make yourself don't starve, yourself. starve yeah. all day. Because then when you get home, then you are going to want to like be like, you know. And you'll go for the unhealthy things. Yes. Yeah. I always let myself eat like plenty of things that are, are like good for me, obviously. Yeah. But letting myself eat as much of it as I want. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. I think that's very good. That's how I do it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So this is another question someone else asked is, how do you handle the feeling of, you know, you do so much and then someone else gets more credit or they have a promotion and you feel like you're underappreciated? Oh, that's so tough. I like, I've known, not personally known that feeling, but a bunch of my friends are in the similar boat because we all have similar creative jobs where it's, it's honestly, it's so, see, that's honestly motivating though. Like you shouldn't be bitter about it. You should be motivated and be like, you know, oh, even if that person in your mind didn't deserve it or whatever, like that should motivate you to either work harder or work differently mm-hmm. to show how that, that you are different. I mean, at the end of the day, like just, like I said, you just have to kind of add your own personal spin to things because if you do things the way it's always been done, like, you know, you're going to get the same results that's always been, you know, you're not going right. to get yeah. promoted and things like that. Like, so I mean, it's so tough and it's such a reality, especially in the world we live in where people get promoted just because they know people or because, Mm -hmm. you know, not because of the work they're doing. A lot of times it's because of who they know. And we live in such a world where it's like people, I mean, even like when you're trying to get a job, like I have friends that are graduating now and are trying to get jobs and they they find it so difficult because they feel like people are getting jobs over them just because they know someone. And that's the reality of life. But you know, I knew no one and yeah. I got this really awesome job. It's it's all about how you market yourself and how you work. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, even though it's hard. Easier said than done. 
You guys know that health and wellness is a big topic on our podcast and a big part of that is fitness. So I want to tell you guys about some of my favorite leggings ever. And these are the power hold leggings from Fabletics. These leggings suck you in so well. They're stretchy. They're comfy. I'm very particular about my leggings and I am obsessed with these. I get the seven eighths length um, because I am shorter and more petite. So for my girls out there that are short, these are for you. I'm about five two, five three on a good day, and these fit perfectly. So they have so many colors and styles of these specific leggings. So you will have a ton of different options. So Fabletics was started in 2013, and it's actually co-founded by the actress Kate Hudson. The mission behind the brand is to basically create trendy and stylish gym wear that was priced affordably. So they have a ton of athletic wear. I'm talking leggings, gym gear, sports bras, which I love their sports bras as well. Um, accessories, cute sweatshirts and jackets to throw over your sports bra when you go to the gym. How it works is basically you take a quick 60-second style quiz, and then from there, you can shop from a bunch of different pieces that they have specifically catered towards you and your style, which I love. Honestly, it's like a guilty pleasure of mine to take these little online quizzes. It's super fun. And also make sure at the end of it to enter your email address. It's super quick and easy, but it'll give you exclusive monthly discounts and access to new collections before they drop and stuff like that. So right now you guys can get two leggings for only $24 as a VIP by using our special link, which is fabletics.com slash what we said. To break that down for you guys, that is two pairs of leggings for $24, which is almost half the price of one Lululemon sports bra. So super affordable and the quality is really, really great. Also, I feel like it's important to tell you guys that when you become a VIP, there's no commitment to purchase monthly. And there are just a bunch of different perks to signing up, like discounts and other great stuff. So again, go to fabletics.com slash what we said to get two leggings for only $24, which is a $99 value. Fabletics.com slash what we said, and we will have that linked for you guys in the show notes below. We were talking about it earlier how a lot of, and this, I guess, differs. Like I said, I, I don't have experience in a nine to five, but a lot of the best things I've ever, you know, the best opportunities I've ever received is are things I saw after. Like I, mm-hmm. I was the one who mm-hmm. asked literally mm-hmm. for the opportunity and they're like, oh, okay. For example, signing with our podcast network, like we reached out to them and then <laughs> yeah. they're like, great. Yeah. yeah, And it's like, I'm not saying, oh, it's just that simple. And it, I'm not saying just go up to your boss and be like, I want to raise. But it's like, yeah, let your, let your actions, you know, sp- speak louder than words, but also ask for what you want. And like, if you know you bring a lot of value yeah. to a job, there's nothing wrong with like, yeah, no, showing I that, mean, pointing it out. If you don't ask, the answer will always be no. Yeah, exactly. I love that quote. Mm-hmm. I always think about it because, you know, it, they could say no, sure, but at least, you know, you know that that's yeah. what they would have said. And exactly. you just imagine it in your head and, you know. Oh, yeah, that's exactly. true. And then you live with that, like, well, what if? Yeah. What if I would have asked? And it shows you're a go-getter. It shows that you want to grow with the company and you're not just trying to leave. I mean, a lot of you know, a lot of brands, like maybe not L'Oreal, but like other brands, like people come in and are like, okay, that was fun. I'm going to go do something else. Mm-hmm. But it really shows and it's actually really good for the company if you're showing that you want to stay and you want to like stick with it and rise. Yeah. So I think, I mean, it's, you'll never, never be looked at in a funny way if you ask for what you want. I don't think. Exactly. Even if they say no. Yeah. Well, and I think another thing is kind of what we're, well, we talked about this earlier, but you have to provide, be providing value in order to ask for things anyway. So Mm -hmm. you can't just walk in. You're just a normal employee doing the bare minimum (laughs) and be like, I need a raise. It's like, then they're going to be like, no. Exactly. But if you're 
you have to both be benefiting. Like Mm -hmm. people are either underpaid or overpaid. And like literally nobody is paid the exact right amount of what they're worth. Now, lots of people are overpaid tremendously, but also a lot of people are like tremendously underpaid. Yeah. But if you're like making it so that the company is benefiting from you working there and you're also benefiting benefiting from them, it's a healthy relationship. That's so true. Like if one of you is getting like gypped, you're not going to be as like, yeah, I'm going to give you this opportunity uh-huh. to do this. And if you're That's getting so gypped as an employee, you're like, I'm not going to, you know, treat your you. customers right. I'm just going to be like, yeah, this company kind of sucks, but whatever. No, exactly. And your employers, they need you. Like, yeah, you know, they might seem all scary, but they need you. Like you're a component in the well-oiled machine of the company. Like mm-hmm. without, like, I feel like in the nine to five world, people can sometimes feel like insignificant and like they're, you know, what they're doing doesn't really make a drop in the bucket of the greater scheme. But like, trust me, it does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. Everyone so. comes together in like, you know, yeah. I was talking about that yesterday when I was going over to, or going to different meetings and stuff. And she was like, mm-hmm. essentially saying that the the manager who was taking me around to the meetings was saying that every, like every campaign, even that mm-hmm. I get, it's like a combination of a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. It's not just me. It's it's my manager's relationship with that brand and the PR. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like everyone has a part in it. Yeah. How do you switch up the eat, sleep, work, repeat life? How do you make it not so monotonous? Oh, yeah. That's it's really important, especially in New York. They'll call it the rat race. If you just you know, following why have we the heard the rut? term rat so many times since we've been here? Really? Yeah. While you're in New York, welcome. <laughs> yeah. That's what we talk about. I see. So I don't want to talk about that, but yeah. You know, I think it's all about. I mean, so I'm a really creative person, so it's not hard for me. Like, I mean, I love just taking like an hour and doing just something random, like drawing. I do a lot of drawing, a lot of journaling, a lot of reading. I'll just like block off time and like just, I think it's all about scheduling your life to the point where you have breaks scheduled, where you can just go and do something just like random. And like weekends for me, I I never plan businessy things on the weekend. Like that is my time. Sometimes I'll film videos, but like that's honestly like fun. Fun, (laughs) But yeah, I always leave room for, you know, spending time with my friends, people that keep me grounded, things like that. Also traveling obviously is big. Like I, at L'Oreal, it's really great because we have, we have ample vacation days and like paid time off days. And so I'll take a lot of, you know, trips and things just to spice it up. Because New York, like as exciting and as magical it is, as it is, it it is like any other city that you live in. It gets pretty repetitive. I mean, especially when you live, I just move. So I guess moving is also pretty key to like move around every once in a while. But, you know, once you get used to your area, it's like you go to the same, you know, grocery store and you get the same things. And I'm like, wait, I'm literally turning into a 75-year-old woman. Like I need to, I think it's just knowing yourself and knowing that if you're kind of slipping into this like unhappiness, you know, feeling of kind of restlessness, it's time for a change. And it's time to maybe like analyze why you're feeling like that. And usually nine times out of 10 for me, it's because I'm getting bored or just getting too stuck in my ways. Mm -hmm. I need to spice it up. I mean… I don't know. I feel like I have a pretty exciting life given how busy I am. Yeah. I, yeah. I make time for like things like dating and like, I mean, it's the best city to do that in. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's exciting. Well, what? we were going to ask you about that. Too. <laughs> yeah. Is so, that a good segue for you guys? Yeah. We'll go right into that. So what is it like oh, dating in <laughs> New York City? Yeah. 
Well, uh, Sex in the City lied. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's it's a whole different like I it's a whole different world than because I grew up watching like Sex in the City and all the shows with like the you know dating in New York like ten thing how to lose a guy in ten days you know mm-hmm. that movie like all those things were just like what I expected dating in New York to be like. And as much as it is super exciting and there's always I mean I tell my friends it's like you can go to a different restaurant every single day until you're 95 and like you know there's so many places to go in New York. Yeah, you know, comedy shows you. Can go like just so many things you can do on your dates, which makes it a lot less awkward. Because in college, yeah. it was like there was one restaurant, and you're gonna go there, and everyone's gonna see you. Yeah, exactly. So here it's a lot more mysterious, and I, I mean, but it's also like it's such a bigger pool. So I use dating apps. Like I'll be on Hinge is like my favorite. I just got on Raya, which is super interesting because it's like creative, fam- quote unquote, famous people. Everyone's like Demi Lovato's on Raya. I'm like, I don't think she's on Raya. Oh my God. It, it used Wait, to be. What? I've never heard yeah, of this. So it's a, a dating app world. for like, they call it for the elite. So it takes, you have to get approved. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. you got approved? And it's because, so That's awesome. you have to know someone. It's that sort of thing. Yeah. But then even if you know someone, they still have to go through an approval process of like an actual human being looking at their page and like deciding yeah. if they're, Yeah. So, but I, to be quite <laughs> honest, I haven't gone on a single date from that. Yeah. I love, Hinge is more relatable for me because I tend to go for people completely opposite from me. So like not creative at all. Like doesn't know how to take an Instagram photo. That's usually <laughs> yeah. what I go for, which is so, so surprising. No, I but, mean, that's what I my mean, husband is. Well, opposite creative, to track, you know. Yeah. It's like, we have our own strengths. So you can talk about your, your You kind of want the best stuff, of both worlds. And yeah. I'll be like, here's what you should wear to dinner, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's we, yeah. true. So that's what I've been looking <laughs> this for. Is what but you I, wear to I use the dating apps. And then, you know, I mean, it's all just about finding the the energy to go on dates after work. Like that's probably the hardest part about it. But I've never gone on one that I've like really regretted going on, especially because it makes great content for my podcast. But because <laughs> I always talk about funny story. I actually talked about a bad date on, on a podcast once and he listened to it. And You're lying. Me. I'm not lying. Texted no. you. Yeah. Because well, we, so it was the second date. And the first date was like, first dates are always kind of awkward a little bit. So I was like, oh, wait, I mean, it was great. He's really cute, whatever. And, you know, the second date was kind of just the same awkwardness. But like, I thought it was just not even just awkward. He just said so many things. I was like, oh my God, this is a bad date. Oh my God, this is just a bad date. Like everything was just going wrong. It was just bad. Oh, so no. I talked about it on the podcast. And then apparently he listened to it and he texted me. He was like, didn't realize it was that bad of a date, dot, dot, dot. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I was like, it's not you, it's me. (laughs) I didn't say that. I wonder if he uh, apologized and then he unfollowed me on Instagram. It's okay. It's fine. He wasn't meant to be. Hope he's not listening to this one. He's like, heard you mention it again. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, get over me, okay? No, I mean, He's yeah. like, why are you so obsessed with me? <laughs> why are you so obsessed with me? No. But that was probably the only bad one. I've been on very good dates. Yeah. I yeah. feel like you sound like you have a very positive, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Perspective Yeah, on perspective it. on dating, yeah. which is really good. No, I mean, it's the type of thing where like, I'm super picky and I've had a lot of bad experiences in college, but it's the type of thing where it's like, you have to keep trying. I think someone, I think it was… Some like famous, uh, Maya Angelou had this really amazing quote that I like, can't remember for the life of me right now. But she said like, even if your heart gets broken and like things don't work out, you got to keep trying. And you have to think about like the future you that will thank you for trying and not just closing yourself off and being a hermit. And like as easy as it is to just go to bed after work and like not go on dates. It's like, it also makes you kind of a better person because I mean, as much as dates sometimes feel like a job interview, it's like you sit down there like, so where do you work? Where'd you go to school? You know, things like that. It also 
gets you talking about yourself, which I feel like we don't do often. And we don't really realize like when they're like, oh, what do you like to do? You're like, wait, what do I like to do? You know, it kind of just stimulates that part of you. And it's also just so exciting. You know, it's like like human connection. Exciting. Human connection is very exciting. Mm -hmm. And I I love it. And my friends actually, it's so funny. We're all single at the same time, which is the most shocking thing ever. Wait, that's that's perfect. Yeah, that is perfect. So this has been the most exciting summer like of our lives. We've gone like double blind dates, like crazy stuff like that. And it's like, when else are you going to do that? You know, mm-hmm. and young in New York and single, it's like a beautiful thing. Yeah. I don't know. That is. So that you is can't, you, yeah. I feel like people are so like hung up on being single and they find it to be the worst thing ever. It's like worse than the plague. Like they'd rather stay with people they don't like than to be single. And yeah, I why? just, I don't know. I can't fathom that. Yeah. That's <laughs> I mean, I'm so like, take it from me. I haven't had a boyfriend since high school, like a serious one, because Every time it's even gotten close, I was just like, I, no, no, I don't enjoy spending time with you. <laughs> yeah, until, until yeah, it's you know? better than being single, then right. no. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You guys get it. Yeah, we get you, girl. <laughs> okay, if you guys are anything like us, and I know you are, you love listening to podcasts, you will love listening to audiobooks. If you have not hopped on the audiobook train yet, you need to. Um, you guys are going to be obsessed with Audible. Audible has the world's largest selection of audiobooks and other audio entertainment to choose from. I absolutely love audiobooks because you can be cleaning your room, making dinner, doing whatever, and you are learning at the same time. Because I don't know about you guys, but sometimes for me, it's really hard for me to set aside an hour a day or something to read um, or any time for that matter. But you can listen to an audiobook while you're doing basically anything. So you feel like you're being productive. And speaking of productive, actually, um, one of mine and Chelsea's favorite audiobooks is The Productivity Project by Chris Bailey. We added a whole episode on productivity, and this is such a good listen. I would highly recommend it. If you guys are interested, you should definitely check it out. It will help you feel much more productive and help you figure out how to use your time most effectively. So with the Audible app, it is really convenient because you can listen on your phone or really any device wherever you are. So it's Alexa-enabled, so you can listen at home Or you can listen on your mobile device out and about while you're at the gym, when you're traveling, when you're shopping, whatever you want. So as an Audible member, every single month you get to choose one audiobook regardless of the price, as well as two Audible originals from a fresh selection. You can easily exchange any title also if you're not loving it at any time. And you keep your library of the audiobooks or anything you've listened to forever, even if you cancel, which I think is super awesome. So start listening today with a 30-day free Audible trial. Choose one audiobook and two Audible originals absolutely free. Visit audible.com slash what we said or text what we said to 500-500. That is audible, which is A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash what we said or text what we said, which is W-H-A-T-W-E-S-A-I-D to 500-500. You guys are going to love it. All right. What is a favorite book that you've read recently? Guys, I I read read. so many books. Yeah. you. I I recently looked at your, uh, you have like a book. I have a highlight. And I was like, I'm going to start reading some of the books. No. So I had this New Year's resolution and I never do resolutions because I think they're dumb. Like you should never wait for one day to start doing something. But this is like an exception. At the beginning of 2019, I'm like, I'm going to read a 300 page novel, like roughly 300 pages every three weeks for the whole year. And I've done it. I've done it, even with the nine to five job and everything else I do. And I always just find like time before bed. Honestly, it's like, I love 
I'm such a nerd. I love reading to like to the extent where I get so excited for like the time when I can just sit down and read. No, I'm the same. <gasps> and it, it's a recent thing. I was I was such a reader as a kid. I mm-hmm. loved reading and then kind of lost it there for a while. And recently I was telling my husband, I get as excited to read as I do to watch a Netflix series that I'm mm-hmm. like really invested in. Like yeah. I, I'm to the point where I'm like, I really want to like have free time so that I can finish well, this part of the book. It's so, I mean, I think the reason why, honestly, is because, and I'm the same way, is because like since we live in such a, such a digital age now and we spend so much time digital and like plugged in and watching things that, you know, happen for us, it just something about turning the pages and like envisioning it in your head, you know, what is happening and not being dictated and told what it's supposed to look like mm-hmm. is such a just breath of fresh air. You know, really I like crave it. I crave it. So to your your question, my favorite books of the moment, um, Educated by Tara Westover. Is okay, wait, I'm, that's on my book. list. Okay. It's a memoir. Yeah. And I'm not usually into memoirs and I usually hate memoirs to be honest. No offense to the people that write memoirs. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I feel like sometimes the stories, I'm like, okay, I get it. Like when's something exciting going to happen? This book, I've been glued to it. Like I, I'm on the last chapter. It's that good. And I've, I started it like a week ago. So good. That's on my list. That's a great mm-hmm. one. Also, Where the Crawdads Sing by oh, Delia Owens. Just got done with that. Okay. Okay. Yes. So good. The ending? Oh my god! Did you see it coming? No. We're not going to spoil it, guys. But there is the biggest plot twist. My mom, I had my mom read it. And she calls me. She goes, he did not. No way. (laughs) Yeah. It's really good. Literally. literally, That crazy. It's really good. So that's another good one. I mean, I have so many in my highlight on my Instagram if you really want to see. But those are my top two. Go check it out. My top two. Okay. I'm really excited to read that other one. Yeah. That's been on my list. No, it's so good. Yay. I love book recommendations. Me too. Okay, you also write in your journal a lot and you have beautiful journal entries. I love like, it. No, 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 no. We're not talking. You guys need to pause. You need to go to Katie's Instagram. <laughs> do you have a highlight for it? You do, right? I, I do. My journaling highlight. Like, yeah. we're not talking like, oh, it's like pretty writing. She it's like a flower. It's like works of art. <laughs> yeah. Insane. You guys are too nice. It's so pretty. Why? No. So how long have you… Sorry, I take over your, I take over <laughs> your question. But like, have you always been into journaling or… Yeah. So that's another another thing. My crazy childhood of being a nerd and like just carrying around the camera, documenting. I've been obsessed with just documenting in general, whether it be photos or drawing or anything. And so even when I was really little, I had a journal and I would just write dear, like dear diary, you know, sort of thing. It's definitely escalated into something that's more heartfelt now. Like it was pretty basic when I was younger, but now mm-hmm. I… I always have if you if we were at my apartment right now I have two journals next to my next to my bed one that's for my podcasting like things I think about that I want to talk about on my podcast and then one's just my life and it's one of those things where like it's under lock and key like no one can see it but sometimes I'll share the pages on my on my story so especially when I went abroad I was really into I went abroad to Italy in college and I was really into the journaling because we had these long bus rides and I'm like what am I like everyone's on their phones I'm like what am I going to do like mm-hmm. brought the journal I had these colored pencils like that's like so travel cute. colored pencils I'd bring with me. And I, I have them all in my highlight. Like it's just little doodles. And to be honest, like, I mean, you're obviously always your own biggest critic. I thought they were like horrible. Like I thought they were cute, but not like great. And when I posted about it on Instagram, everyone's like freaking out over it. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, yeah. guys, it's literally a dude. Like, I don't know how I can't draw hands. So never expect me to draw a hand because I won't. I don't know how. I don't know how <laughs> to draw anything but a stick figure. Like, so. yeah. <laughs> I draw from observation. That's how you do it. Okay. You just gotta, I have to see something. I can't just like bring it out of mm-hmm. nowhere. But I like to doodle and I also write a lot of tattoos. Um, I have 
love my I love my handwriting. No, I will your say, handwriting is really pretty. I love. I, I inherited it from my mom. My mom taught me how to write cursive before I learned how to write anything else. And so I just insisted all through elementary, middle, high school, writing in cursive for everything, which was like the best and worst because some professors would be like, you need to rewrite this. I can't read it. But it's it's turned out to be great now yeah. that it doesn't matter. Yeah, and cursive, cursive, cursive how is beautiful. I didn't inherit Seriously. that from my mom. Yeah, my mom's like same. a calligrapher for beautiful handwriting. But you have good handwriting. It's like decent, but it's not pretty really. You have, yeah, you have very beautiful yeah. handwriting. So will you do… Um, Writing for like, do your followers message you and say like, "Can you write this for me?" Yeah, too? yeah. That's so so, cool. so far, I've just been. I don't charge anything. I just they DM me and I write it. I'm super busy as as we've discussed like seventy five yeah. times. Yeah. So it just depends on like when I have time. I'm eventually going to like open an Etsy shop and do it like actual like you know like how people normally yeah. do it and like you know make it really legit. But right now, I'll just write it on a piece of paper, take a picture, and DM it to them. And they've gotten about 12 people have gotten oh my things gosh. tattooed, which is super cool. That's wild. I, I was walking crazy. to work the other day and I ran into one of them. No way. So a girl, she she has shine. I wrote shine on her forearm and she's like, Katie, look. And I'm like walking to work. Like it, it's yeah. It, That's it's, wild. It's literally wild. That's it's on so their body fun. forever. Yeah. That's crazy. Your handwriting. Yeah. So what yeah. what do you think the benefits of journaling are? Like, why do you love it so much? I mean, I think just it's an outlet, obviously. It's one of those things where we, as human beings, like we struggle with things. And like a lot of times we can't, we don't know why. Like sometimes I'll just get so overwhelmed and upset. And I'm like, why am I upset? I have this beautiful apartment in New York City. I have a great job. Like, why am I upset? And I almost, it almost takes me to just sit down with a pen and just write what I'm thinking to like get it out. And then I'm like, wait a second. Like, I didn't even really realize that was bothering me so much, you know, until I mm-hmm. I just got going and I was like, you know, writing. And also, I mean, having the podcast is something so unique because I feel like I I almost kind of am forced to reflect every week, which is great, but also, you know, stressful. But it makes me realize like that I have all these pent up feelings and also just the creativity of it. I just feel like once you put something on paper, it just makes it so, more re- so much more real. And, you know, when I was abroad in Italy, I, I recommend if anyone travels like a lot, like definitely bring a journal with you. You will never regret that. Like, yes, you have photos, which is beautiful too. But the way that you describe things, you know, in that moment yeah. will change. You, the way you describe something when you look at a photo will change over time. But in that moment, when you write down something like you, that version of yourself, you know, you're, we're the youngest we'll ever be right now. That is just like encapsulated in time. And like, that's not going anywhere. It's on the page. It's not, you know, yeah. it, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I love going back and reflecting on like what, what point I was in and what I was thinking at the time. And that's something you can't yeah. say for other things, you know? That's true. So no, I, that's why I love it. I and I am so yeah. bad at journaling. Always have been. And I every year I'm like <laughs> New Year's resolution, and I, and it's like January first, January second, <laughs> nothing, crying, just nothing from then on out. But yeah. it really and it makes me sad that I haven't journaled up to this point because I'm like, I mean, I guess I consider Instagram a little bit of a journal because uh-huh. I like you know no, write captions, captions and yeah. stuff. Yeah. But also I'm like that's sad that like my kids don't have. You know, yeah. journal entries from like when I was whatever. But maybe, yeah, I'll, maybe yeah. I'll start. I'm like, oh, I'll start tomorrow. Yeah. So, no, yeah. but really, I think it's… I mean, we have phones we can write on. But there's like something magical about doing it with like a pen and a paper. And I always say that because I… Or not… I, I'm like, I always say that. <laughs> I don't know. I said that. But… <laughs> like, that's my motto. <laughs> um, 
No, I started journaling again. Like at the beginning, that was one of my news re- resolutions this year. And I was really good at it till about two months ago when everything in my life went downhill. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But I stopped doing my morning routine, which means I stopped journaling because right. I just wouldn't remember. But it makes such a difference because it gives you so much space in your mind. Yeah. And like it puts everything that I was thinking in the morning, like my first thoughts of the day, yeah. things I wanted to be, and you'll things forget. I wanted. You'll yeah. forget if you don't write them down. I exactly. Oh, oh, the amount yeah, of ideas I've had, yeah. and I just never You're write like, them down. Oh, what was that idea I had? Darn it. And you always yeah. say, oh, I'll rem- I always think, I'll oh, remember this that. is great. Okay, I'll remember it when we talk about it next time. And I'm like, no, that's no. gone. It's just in the universe No, that's why now. my insects to my bed because I'll be laying in bed at night and be yeah. like, oh my gosh. And I, I'll like roll over and like, I'm like, I don't need to turn the light on. I got this. And I like look at it the next day. I'm like, what did I even You're write? like, what? Yeah. Is exactly. Yeah. But no, putting it next to your bed's nice because it kind of makes a habit of like when you, you're sitting in bed at night, like, you know, unwinding. Usually I'm like texting or, you know, mm-hmm. on Instagram, like just, you know, pick it up the journal instead. Yeah. Kind of I nice. think that's a really good mm-hmm. idea. And you inspired me to journal. Yeah. Okay. Gonna try it. Okay. Try it. Let me know how it goes. I will. <laughs> well, I want to get into your Lyme disease journey. Yeah. So that's a big part of your life that's been recent. <sighs> big that's... recent part. Yeah. So mm-hmm. can you, I mean, walk us through that. When did you get diagnosed with that? What? Give us yeah. the lowdown. Yeah. So this happened. It was, it's actually crazy. I mean, not crazy at all because usually this is how it goes. It's like my life was really great. And then all of a sudden this just like happened. So nothing, I had no like prior symptoms leading up to the day that I like everything went, everything hit the fan essentially. Cause it was on a Saturday morning. I woke up like every other morning in my old apartment up uptown. Um, I live alone. So just to put things into perspective. So like when you wake up and something's wrong, it's terrifying Mm -hmm. because you're alone. So even though we have technology, you know, so I woke up and I just, you know, the second I opened my eyes, I was like, something's a little bit weird. Like I felt this weird numbness in my legs from the waist down, like thighs to toes. Even my butt was numb. And I was like, okay, like, you know, maybe I just slept funny. I'm like, I'm going to walk around my apartment for like a few minutes because I, I had plans later that day. I was going to a birthday party for one of my close friends. So I'm like, I this has got to go. Like, this can't be happening because I have somewhere I need to be. So I was walking around. I had went out the night, the night before. So I was like, oh, maybe I'm just like hungover. I don't know. So I'm walking around and the feeling still is not coming back in my legs. And I'm talking like pins and needles. Like I felt my legs and it felt like some like uncomfortable. You know that like feeling when you're like, my, oh, it's the, oh worst it's the worst feeling, feeling ever, yeah. but it was just all over. So I'm like, this is really not okay. And my mom is a nurse, luckily. So usually when I call her, you know, she has like a rational explanation for why something's happening. So called her and talked to her about it. And she was like, well, just stretch. Maybe you pulled something. Cause a lot of times if you pull a muscle or like a disc is out of place or something, like that's what happens. Like it causes numbness. So was stretching, whatever, feeling didn't come back, but I was about to be late to, to a birthday party. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to put on my dress and go and like hope that this isn't too serious because I I don't have time for this right now. Like I have work on Monday. I can't be dealing with this. So uh, Sunday morning, woke up, same exact feeling. Uh, and I was like, okay, this is just not normal. So I went to urgent care, which is great. So it's like, right, there's an urgent care on every corner here, which is so great. So I went and I got there and they were like, we cannot explain this. Like, this is super weird because I had no back pain or anything. I had some like discomfort just from sitting at a desk all day. I thought that was like perfectly normal. Like everyone Mm -hmm. just has a little bit of back pain, you know, that's like normal. All my friends have it just from sitting at a desk for, you know, X hours. So 
they were like, we're going to, you know, send you to this like specialist. It's like back, like spine specialist, because we think you might just pulled something. Like that was what everyone thought. Like you pulled a muscle or something. And I'm like, of course, like I don't feel any symptoms of this, but like, of course this happened to me. So I went to a a spine, spinal and like, he's like brain, uh, lots of things. Like very smart guy. Yeah. (laughs) Very smart doctor guy um, on the Upper West Side. And he essentially was the guy that was like, this is really serious. You need to go to the hospital. Like he was like, this is like, you do, you cannot like sleep on this. You have to like, so basically I was there on Monday when, and I took off work. It was like, I was like, oh, this is so annoying. I was like, I'm so sorry to my boss. And like, I, I'm so apologetic because I felt so bad, but she's super understanding. So I went to this doctor and he was like, he ordered like an emergency MRI. Like I had an MRI done of my brain. He thought it could have been something in my brain. Like had, I had four, five MRIs in two weeks, which is 45 minutes each of you in a very claustrophobic space, you know, going under there, hearing these really crazy noises. And it was super uncomfortable. Like the, I think that was honestly the worst part of the whole thing. So that happened, got an MRI, um, and nothing showed up, which is honestly scarier than something showing up. So they were like, okay, you need to go to the emergency room. My parents live in Maryland. So it was just me here. My friends were like super great. Like they came with me to the MRIs and stuff. But at the end of the day, like I wanted my parents, but like, I didn't know how to ask them to come because I'm really, really bad at asking for help always. Like I went to my first MRI appointment without anyone there with me. I was like, no, I got this. And after, so I'm afraid of needles, like really deathly afraid of them. And they had to like give me, like they had to draw my blood and put a needle on me every time they did an MRI. And I like almost passed out every time. Jeez. It was like super, I was like, this is the most dramatic thing ever that's happening. I'm like, it's guys, I'm fine. I'm fine. So essentially I got to the hospital and my parents like drove from Maryland. It was this like very dramatic ordeal. I got there again. They didn't really know what was wrong, but they decided like over the next few days, they were going to run a ton of tests. Like I was going to meet with a ton of specialists because it could have been multiple sclerosis. It could have been lupus. It could have been a lot of serious things. And they just wanted to make sure that it wasn't like super serious. And Lyme disease is extremely hard to to detect. That's why a lot of times it goes undiagnosed and people develop extreme symptoms, you know? And so this, so apparently long story, you know, I'm going to describe more things, but like basically I've had Lyme for a long time and didn't know. And so that's why it went to my nervous system, which is like when it like really gets you know, aggravated. It like, it skipped. I didn't have a single like bullseye. I didn't have any rashes or anything, but somehow it tick. So for people who don't me. know, how do you get Lyme disease? A, a tick. Tick bite. There's like, a bunch like of that. theories. You can get it like other ways if your parents both have it or something like that. But I essentially got it from a tick bite. I don't know when. I don't know where. I don't know how. In Carolina? I guess so. That's like what people are thinking. Yeah. Like, a lot of my followers have given Because I live theories. in Tennessee and I'm terrified of bugs and yeah. I'm like, yeah, but basically, Please let me get so that happened. Ten. And so I went to the hospital for that. But I mean, I was there for 10 days and no one knew what was wrong. They actually did this like surgery on my spine to look at my spinal fluid. And it was like a super minor surgery. Like I didn't even need to be under for it. I chose to because I'm a baby. I didn't want to yeah, be awake no for that. Yeah, I was no. like, no, knock me out. I don't want to be awake. So I was like under and they extracted my spinal fluid. Super you know, glamorous. This was over the holiday weekend, by the way, Memorial Day weekend, best Memorial Day weekend ever. And oh. they messed up the surgery. They messed it up. They tore my. Yeah. I'm sick. I'm sick. Yeah. I don't even know what they tore. And I'm they, like, my back. Well, they, hurts. they, something. So I'm basically, sick. they, the, where they were drawing the fluid was down here, like at my base of my like, spine, like right and sitting. But somehow, like some idiot, I don't know what happened. Like there's like all these NDAs. Like I literally will ever, never know. 
who or how, but someone um, caused a bleed in my spine, my upper spine, that was like seven inches long. And so I was… Yeah, I'm feeling ill. I had that. (laughs) So that pain, plus because they extracted spinal fluid, and I've never had that done before, my body was like freaking out. So I had a spinal headache that was so excruciating. I had to be laying flat completely flat. I couldn't even sit up to eat. My mom had to like literally spoon food into my mouth from like, yeah. Yeah. For 10 days. 10 days. I feel so sick. Yeah. I'm feeling very ill. They didn't even like figure out anything from that surgery. It was after that I went, the the doctor that had initially seen me that admitted me to the hospital was like, I'm sending you, I have this hunch. I think you have Lyme disease. I'm going to send you to this like other guy, this Lyme disease specialist. Sure enough, you know, they run tests. He's like, you 100% have Lyme disease. Like there's a positive antibody in your, you know, in your spine that says you have Lyme, you have Lyme and we should treat you for it right away. So I've been on meds ever since and I'm on them till September. It's, and now I'm feeling so much better. Yeah, (laughs) All because, no, literally it's the most, it's just so aggravating because Lyme disease, people think it's like this, it's nothing. It's not a big deal. You know, oh, you got big bad tick, whatever. It's a really big deal. People have chronic Lyme and it affects them for the rest of their life. Yeah. We had I knew someone in yeah. In Temecula and she was in a wheelchair. No, it it can Lyme. really debilitate you. And so and in like many parts of Europe, they don't even recognize it as a disease. So Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. It's wow, crazy. Wow. Yeah. But it is curable. Oh, it's it's curable. It's treatable. But it's okay. it's one of those things where there is like mono. It's like mono. You, you'll have it forever. So yeah. I have it. I had mono too in seventh grade. So I have that. <laughs> that and yeah. They saw it actually when they did my spinal yeah. you know, surgery. They saw. They're like, oh, you had mono. I'm like, yeah, in seventh grade. That's not what's wrong with me. So yeah. So essentially, once I started taking the Lyme medication, my numbness went away. Oh, so that was well, definitely that's good. it. Yeah. Well, good thing they found out what it was. I yeah. guess no, right? it because that's… Well, that's Crazy. a journey. That was a journey. I know. That was probably a long story. So one of your recent captions said, like, you've learned to be comfortable in chaos. Can you kind of expand on that? Especially after being sick and yeah. working a nine-to-five and doing all the things you do. I cannot believe I'm even saying that because I'm, like, the most OCD. Like, I need things to be perfect. I need things to not, you know, go wrong. They need to go according to plan. Like, one year it rained on my birthday and I had a meltdown. Like, it needs to… <laughs> Me. Like, yeah. That's like how my life is up, like has been up to this point of all of this happening. And like, even prior to that, just being in New York and just, there's so much unpredictability here. There is a lot of chaos. And so it's, it's one of those things where I think it may be comfortable and the chaos isn't the right word. It's almost like comfortable with being uncomfortable, like being on like fully uncomfortable and like knowing that you're getting stronger, you're getting smarter because of it. Because if you stay like just a rock in one place, like being comfortable, like, you know, your whole life. I I loved where I grew up, you know, but am I living there right now, you know, with my parents? No, because I want to be thrown into this crazy current of like, you know, unpredictability and like things like that. And with my illness and everything, it almost kind of forced me. Like I'm the type of person that's, I'm always on the go. I'm always doing things, always, you know, being productive. And for 10 days, I physically could not be. I had to lay down. I had to be completely flat, not knowing what's going on at work and freaking out that, you know, I don't know what's going on at work. And, you know, I'm missing all these deadlines for my YouTube videos, my podcast, and my manager probably hates my guts, you know, just all of that. But just knowing that there's nothing I can do. Like, I need to like focus on me here because, you know, not to say that Lyme disease was caused by like insane stress or anything, like it was literally a tick, but like, it's the type of thing where it makes you think about how you're treating yourself. Like, yes, 
you know, Lyme was just something that happened. But like, I also have not been treating myself very well. Like I've been running, I was running myself down before that. I wasn't healthy. I wasn't exercising regularly. I wasn't, you know, I was not practicing a healthy lifestyle and I was like beating myself up and I was just the worst myself. So laying in that bed for 10 days made me realize that. And ever since I've been just so much, you know, I know now that I can say no to things. I can, you know, take time for myself and rest. And like rest is so important, especially you know, now that I'm, I have Lyme, it doesn't mean that the journey is over. Like I still have a lot of symptoms and like dizziness and like just certain things that will probably never go away, which is scary. But like, it's one of those things where I'm getting more comfortable knowing that my life isn't just going to be a straight line because, you know, no exciting story is a straight line. Exactly. That would be the most boring story ever. I know. Right. So that's why. I love that. I love it. You're so well spoken. Yeah. You Thank really you. are very good with words. <laughs> You're eloquent. Smart, you know why? You know why I am? Why? Because I read so many books. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. though. I believe it. I believe it. We 100%. said that once we started this podcast. We said we both need to start reading more. <laughs> yeah. And Real we thing. have. And yeah. I think we've actually gotten a, a lot, uh, what's, when I say a lot better spoken. I don't even think that's a correct. Well, a lot well spoken. Yeah, perfect. You, sh- you should do like a whole episode of some of the books you've read. That'd be so. I love listening to that. That would be a really good one. And one of our sponsors bored? is Audible, and I was like, that is a dream. Oh, yeah, true. sponsored by Audible. Um, here are all the books. Yeah, yeah. No. I yeah. I will say I'm not a good reader. Is in like I'm not very fast at reading. You can so, just listen, and I'm not very good at focusing on my like. I'll read it, <laughs> and then I'm like, wait, what did that just say? And then I'll have to go back and like. Yeah. Audible's, this is not even an ad, but Audible is literally, that's how I've read all my books is I like listen to it and I'm at the store on like on a plane or whatever. It's like a podcast. Yeah. But there is something magical about like holding the book and reading it. Yeah. No, exactly. Agreed. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, Katie. Please tell everyone where they can find you, your podcast and then your Instagram and all that stuff. So you can find me mostly just by typing in my first and last name anywhere. It's K-A-T-Y. So that's different. K-A-T-Y and then Bilotti. B as in boy. E-L-L-O-T-T-E. I feel like I'm telling like my bank. Like, yeah. What's your first and last name? Um, and then my podcast is called Thick and Thin because I talk about life through thick and thin. So, you know, the highs and lows. I, so it's, cute. It's very much like a journal entry of my, like, I just, I don't even have guests at the moment. It's just me talking for 45 minutes every week. So that's where you can find me on the podcast. I make YouTube videos as well. So that's, you can also type my name or just hello, Katie. Um, and that's really all I do. Or you can just come to L'Oreal that's and say hi to me. That's all you do. Come to the L'Oreal office. Uh, say hi. Yeah, we might need to swing by. I'm for yeah. real. You guys can come whenever you want. It's okay, so beautiful. Be yeah. Ooh, amazing. So, yeah. Okay, well, thank Thanks you so Thanks for having so me, guys. Much. This has been so fun. So fun. Well, um, if oh sorry, oh, you can go ahead. <laughs> I get to do it. Finally. Yeah, good job. <laughs> um, if you guys want to follow us on Instagram, it's at What We Said Podcast. You guys can see we ask questions on there. You guys can be a real part of the podcast fam. If you guys want to leave us a rating and review on the Apple Podcast app, that helps us so much. Five stars only, please. <laughs> and. That's about it. Yeah, that's all. What else you guys? You guys can follow us on Instagram individually. Yeah, we already said that. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's a hot mess. A train wreck. Um, it's at JC Marie Smith and me at Chelsea Jade Curtis. They'll be linked in the description. Hopefully, if I remember. You will. Okay. <laughs> at the end of all of our episodes, we say, and that's what we said yeah. together. So you'll be a part of that. That's, okay? Oh my God. So, I usually listen to this. I never get to say yeah, anything yeah. like that. Oh, okay. So I'll, I'll like, you know, give you the cue. Um, But thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next Tuesday. And 
That's what we said. Bye. Bye.